Now on Documentary on News Talk, producer Jonathan Farrelly talks to Camogie greats past and present, Kate, Neve and Joanne O'Gorman in Clare, and the infamous Downey twins, Anne and Angela in Kilkenny. This is Sisters in GAA. When we were at five or six, whenever we could hold a hurley, we all started playing um, just around the house together and in the local hurling field when what was the first age group under sixes or something like that. Um, so we all got, I started playing then and then Joanne came next and then followed by Neil. Um, this one or two years apart really and we were all just playing around the house um, from a young age and then playing around the hurling field and it was only kind of once we hit under 21 and junior and senior level that we all kind of ended up on the same team together. So my father played from a young age as well, played um, through school, college and played county up to a minor age group and then we have two older brothers as well so they were the exact same as soon as they could hold a hurley they had one in their hand as well and it was kind of all we knew really was that's what we were going to play and I suppose we'd have another way to run would we? No. <laughs> Mum played as well she went back for the club playing junior for a year give it a go she joined the club for a year, there a few years back. As well. I'd say she'd give us a go there when we were stuck, when we were stuck for numbers. <laughs> she she may have played one or two matches, and that was the start and end of her career very promptly. Um, I suppose kind of school was the start start of it. Um, after school training, training on our lunch breaks. Um, from what I remember, like you know, there wasn't much camogie teams back then. That we were kind of thrown onto. If you were good enough, like you were thrown onto the boys' team, and <laughs> see how you got on. But from what I remember, it was kind of just schools where we started, and then joined the club from like six six on. Kind of, you wouldn't really remember much before that. You'd see pictures, all right, where you're where you're wearing pink wellies inside and a big bucket helmet inside, running around, everyone running after a ball. But other than that. Kind of all we really remember is what's happened recently, really, was playing together um, or giving out to each other from watching it on the side and watching the other person play. But um, yeah, so it's really just the recent things that you remember and just seeing the pictures from the past, really. Uh, so it, oh, it kind of not really, you wouldn't really win much finals. It'd be, you'd probably be able to count them in two hands how many finals the club has won in Camogie from underage right up to senior. Um, we got, we'd get fairly far every year. Like we'd get, we'd get to the semi-finals, um, quarter-finals. Uh, we've won a few minor titles under 21, and then we've only recently come. Um, we've amalgamated now with Bodike and we've been promoted from intermediate to senior. So we're getting better um, up at the adult level. The past few years, underage, you wouldn't really see much success um, past quarterfinals, semifinals, things like that. The, I just, the crack we had really, like it's always, it's always a joke with us and even at training, like if we're in the same group, like it's always it's always just made a joke of and like we'd be tearing into each other like whatever we'd be doing a training would definitely be free in a match like what we'd be doing to each other but and um, i don't know it's just being comfortable with each other to actually help her litter 
I suppose the other best thing too would be the competition. Um, you'd, you wouldn't see it, you wouldn't compete. As Joanne was saying, you wouldn't compete like you compete against each other training against anyone else. And there's always that competition for places as well. And you're coming home on the way home and you're um, kind of dissecting each training session, you're dissecting the games to, to see uh, <laughs> who's better and who's worse kind of a thing. But also, they'd be the only people that would tell you the truth, what you did wrong, and the only people that would tell you what you didn't do right at the same time. And um, would be very seldom they tell you what you did right. So I suppose you get, that's a good thing too. You wouldn't be long figuring out how good you are or what you need to improve on if you're in a good mood. Which <laughs> is a complete different story now if you know you're already that you had a terrible game and you did everything wrong and someone is telling you again, it only really, really hits home that you had a desperate day out and you never want to do it again. <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, to be. Oh, kind yeah, of. They wouldn't really. It's kind of hit and miss. If um, there's, there's many balls there that you could be running straight at goal, and your your sister will be roaring at you for the pass, and you mightn't hear it, but you get given out to after for not giving the pass because they could be free on goal or something like that. But other than that, there wouldn't be much given out. Um, constructive criticism. <laughs> That's what we call it, yeah. We'll call it constructive criticism and not giving out. I know we do, to be fair, and I suppose that goes back in the sports as well, that our teammates are always giving out to us, that the three of us end up with the same cone together for any drill we do. So I suppose that kind of reflects back to if we hate each other, we'd nearly run to opposite cones. But no, we do get on very well, and we're, we're all close in age and everything. There's only two or three years, four years max between us all, so... Um, I suppose that adds to it and now playing together, coming up along on the same teams, everything, travelling to training, training together, travelling home to training, um, it's really just added to our closeness and uh, I suppose some training sessions we'd, we'd be coming from different parts of the country and we'd have three separate cars coming to training and everyone is slagging us saying that we're fighting or something that's when they know there's something wrong but <laughs> we'd only be coming from different sides we wouldn't be fighting we never fight in this house best game we last year and the year before we played um on the clare junior camogie team uh joanne was in goals i was midfield i think or somewhere and neve was corner forward so Apparently, Joanne hit me the ball, I hit Neve the ball, and it went over the bar. So, apparently, that was a great game for us all together. Um, I suppose it's kind of moments like I suppose it's moments like that that you kind of remember playing together. Other games that you'd lose or you wouldn't really see each other in the field, you wouldn't really remember playing them. I suppose my mother might tell you different stories now when she's watching all three of us on the field. She'd probably prefer every game that we play. Um, but there's always tweets going around that the competitive between us. That, Mm -hmm. I scored a pint one day and our PRO put up on Twitter saying anything you can do I can do better because Neve scored one straight after me. So I suppose they, they're the moments that kind of you wouldn't even notice them during the game but when you come off and after the game and everyone's talking to you about how well you all played and seeing it on Twitter then and everything commenting about us all playing together is I suppose it really hits home how great it is that we're all there every day trading and on a field together. The worst game we've ever played together. I don't know what the worst game is. We've had a few where we've come home and wouldn't talk to each other in the car <laughs> because yeah. we'd all have too much to say about what everyone else did wrong. Yeah, I suppose that that's the worst game would be a game that we've a lot of criticisms against each other. 
and we could it'd be a long drive home that day. It could be a very quiet car or it could be a very noisy car because we'd all be giving out to each other. But I can't remember a game that you could, we could actually pinpoint that that was a bad day. Mm. I suppose any game, that, any big game that you'd lose, like a quarter final or a semi final, they're automatically going to be a bad game. And whether you played good or not, but they're always, you're always going to remember them as a bad day out. But I don't think, do you remember any mm. other games? No. No, nothing really sticks out as a desperate game. So my best performance, well, this is Joanna and Eve, I think I'll have no good form. My best performance, I suppose... The Leia last week. They tell me I had a good game last week. <laughs> we, were we were playing Monster Final against Waterford um, for the third junior team. And I think that was, I thought it was, actually I thought it wasn't my best game, but Joanna and Eve says it was. Um, or my best game. I don't know, I suppose two or three years ago when I was playing county, um, I had a few good games. Um, I don't know if Joanne and Eve can verify that now or not. Joanne? Um, I don't know, I can't pick the best game because, like, I'm just too good. She's the, only, <laughs> she's the only one still on the county that kind of speaks to herself. But she does, like, she plays very well and adapts every position. And the last game, the Monster Final, where they played Waterford, Blow and Cork, and Parky Rin, she did have a brilliant game and a new position sent her back and was clearing every ball. And she was on every ball up and down the field. So it was, was very good. Um, um, bad games? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, she yeah. has plenty of bad games too. Yes. Um, Probably no in between. Is either a good yeah, game or a bad game? That's it. She either shines or she doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what my best. Um, I don't. Um, I don't know. I actually I can't really remember back. I've I've was always a forward. A couple of years back, I was playing. I was playing on the senior division team and then I came back the next year and the management had changed and I was dropped in from senior to junior, they regraded me and then the junior team told me that they didn't have any, they didn't have any uh, place on team for me because I was a back and uh, second half then I was brought on at a pure pity and thrown into full forward line for the sake of it and I ended up scoring three goals and brought them back to win the game because they were losing by a good bit. And bad games because I changed my position into goals for the clear junior team, and new position, new fears, and like <laughs> I think the uh, I think there was one match I had seven goals and he scored on me, and I think it was only a challenge game, but you don't forget that when there's seven goals, seven plus goals being scored now, and you're constantly hitting ball out that's being returned on you straight away, and stressful times. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one way to put it. Um, but no, I suppose when, when someone moves from position, it's always a challenge, but I don't know, I, I'd never do goals anyway. Not in a million years would you put me inside between the two posts and everyone hitting the ball against me, so. Granted, it wasn't a great day out with seven goals going past you, but I, I suppose we could say at least she went in between them because I wouldn't be long telling them that I wasn't going in there. I did a good one or two hours. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Once one or two goes past you, I think yeah. you just kind of lose momentum and that's it. You just want to walk off the field and call yeah. it a day so it doesn't get much worse. It was definitely one or two, two or three questionable ones.
I thought you already knew I was. No, definitely not. I haven't. I would never go in goals, not in a million years. And everyone gives out to me for hitting the ball too hard. So, and they're always running away from the ball. So if that's what I have to deal with, someone like me belting the ball in on top of me, you wouldn't see me in there, and I definitely not. That was my training, no wonder. <laughs> I lost my hair after a while. Playing at home, belting the ball on top of her. It obviously didn't work, but she let in seven goals, but we'll, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> I can't think of any good games, to be yeah, honest. I can find the test when they're all so good. I can think of plenty of bad games, all right. <laughs> oh, God. Good games. I can't think of any. There's plenty of bad games coming to mind. Doesn't say much for us if we can't, no. if we can't pinpoint any good games. <laughs> I do remember playing hungover one day, but in Father Mac, and I came off the field into the car with Mam. It must have been minor if Mam was bringing me to the match. And Jesus she's like, I know, yeah. <laughs> And she said, Jesus, you must go out before every match the night before. No. Everyone said it her it was my best game, but I don't even remember who we were playing. Maybe we shouldn't mention that one when you're yeah. playing minor and you're hungover. No, it mustn't have been minor. I just wasn't driving at the time. I remember Mam saying it to me. We'll yeah. say under 21. I just wasn't driving at the time. We'll just say she was playing senior. Her car was in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> if you're hugging a teammate, you dare you just put your arms around him. I'd say we jump up on top of each other, do we? Yeah. I, it, I, there is. I the, can picture one of them running at you and le leaping up on top of you. Do you want? Our yeah. Sports oh, celebrations yeah. are different with sisters. Like last week when um, the junior Camogies won the Munster final, myself and Joanne weren't on the team now, but Kate was playing. And it's like she was looking um, through the crowd to see us, and Joanne gave her a little thumbs up, and it was just. I don't know. It, it, it was, was a picture moment. It was a picture <laughs> moment. <laughs> There's a different feeling. Just saying, did you see me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. There is something special about it, alright. It was the same with schools, though, up along as well. There's plenty of photographs of us all hugging each other after school games. You generally just get caught up in the moment of winning that you like you nearly lose the run yourself, and you can only lose the run yourself around people you know, people you don't get embarrassed in front of them. Probably the only thing we've all won together, we've all won a f like a few shields up along maybe. We've all won like championship games and stuff. But together, the, the biggest thing we won is intermediate championship last year or two years ago and to get promoted to senior and then in county. And we, never, we were never lucky enough to actually win anything, but we've won a lot of big, important games. And the furthest we've got was... All Ireland semi-final together, um, so I could, you could imagine how how special it would have been if we all ended up in Crow Park together. Maybe someday if the girls come back playing county again. But um, I suppose winning the intermediate was probably the the best thing that we've won together. There was always a team that we could never we could never even get within 20 points of coming close to beating them. But um, we beat them last year. That was a good game, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So we were. All the way up along, we were kind of we were relegated back down to intermediate. Uh, we were only in intermediate for a year. We came back yeah, up again. The previous, and then um, we were losing. We didn't have a great year that year. We I'd say we lost all games, all league games, all championship games. Um, kind of the morale of the training wasn't great. The turn up of training wasn't great. Um, so to only to come back out then the year after to just be an intermediate for one year, to win intermediate, to have a great year, to have a great year training together, 
and to eventually win the Intermediate Championship was was absolutely fantastic and I suppose um, having three of us on the team together made it better especially for the year that was in it when the year was so good itself and then going to training was great crack coming home from training together was great crack and then as you say celebration is different at the end doesn't matter what you win whether it's um, a shield or an intermediate cup that it's always it's always better I suppose when we're together oh they don't come around so often and you're training what four or five days a week and you could be training for many years to win something I suppose when you finally get over the line and it's all worthwhile uh, you, to be honest I suppose, well obviously losing a game is never it's obviously never what you go out to do and it's never what like it's never what you want to happen but I suppose the way it ended up on the day um, we've, we had done so well during the year and I suppose it's the opposition we were playing were so much better than us. Like it wasn't, I suppose at the end of the day, it wasn't really a close affair at all. Um, so I suppose it kind of lessened the burden a small bit to know that we lost to a team that were strides ahead of us. Um, I suppose it would have been a lot harder if we were only one or two points down. And it was something we did kind of that really made us not made us lose but kind of in our losing that we weren't good enough to win the match and I suppose that kind of helped us some bit as well I suppose the other thing that kind of helped was especially for the three of us that we couldn't blame <laughs> we couldn't really blame any of us it was the car journey home wasn't too bad because none of us did anything that we could give out about I like Neve's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> we all love each other's clothes and shoes. <laughs> um, what do we love most about each other? Um, I like the what Neve works as because she can do my nails for free. <laughs> I like that Kate is trained to be a missus. <laughs> oh, we all have our benefits. Um, I know, I suppose we're all, they're all good crack, I suppose. We're all very similar to we're each other. Friends. We are, we're very good friends. Um, what else do we like best about each other? Um, maybe what you like best about us? I was making sure to laugh. Um, yeah, I suppose the best thing is the clothes I choose. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the moral of the story. Because <laughs> you just love robbing each, robbing each other's stuff. And well, we do get on. All of us get on really well. We we all <laughs> um, we all make each other laugh. We like don't we all look forward to spending a day with each other and doing things that we enjoy because we're all so similar that we all enjoy the same things. Yeah, we actually all five of us get on really really well. For such a big family, like there's no divide between any of us. This. Yeah, there's like five of us within six years, like we're all so close. The first three, there's a year between them and then two between myself and Kate and then a year and a half between myself and Eve. So like we all grew up together. We love each other so much, we're all yeah. still stuck at home together. Yeah. <laughs> Seven adults in the house and we're all surviving. <laughs> we can get cranky very quickly. <laughs> Um, nothing too severe, like, you know, we'd be nice with each other over little things that would pass after five minutes. You know when to, but, you know when to stay away. Yeah, you'd never... And when to come back hours later. We'd never ever have a massive argument or have a fallen out. 
Yes. We'll, yeah. we'll jinx it now. <laughs> we'll be bust up now next week. <laughs> um, we all... Be, like we all grew up training together like outside here belting the ball off the walls and if, like we had a game where you had to control it before it hit the ground and all better on each other and they still playing with each other now for a club um, they actually got to the to the county final was it two years ago when when Covid was at its highest I don't know now if that's because the pubs were closed now or what so they bettered themselves but um, got to the county final lost in the end but for that was the first time in what was it 80 years I think yeah 80, 70 or 80 years that O'Connor's Mills got to the county final it was awful competition practicing here at home with that wall ball game there was always a fight of who was going to go after each other because if you went after the boys, you were knocked out straight away. Just <laughs> <laughs> sudden death, there was no getting back in until the game was over. You got to sit in the wall then with a puss on your face watching the rest <laughs> of the game. There was no mercy shown whatsoever. Well, it was the girls wouldn't say the best thing was there was no skipping training. If one of us was going training, the other one had to go. So I yeah. don't think the girls would say. I don't think the girls would say that'd be the best thing. There was no lazy days for them, and it was always me. It was always me dragging them out the door if I was going training. They weren't sitting at home waiting for me to come home again. We never had a, a guilt-free day off <laughs> from training. Like if you didn't want to go training, you just leave for the evening and you don't come back. Because if you were here watching someone else go to training, you would have your hurley in your hand and you'd be gone. The best thing about training together, I suppose it was going the car just over and the car home. Like learn our music, good crack, um, sing songs on the way to training and the way home for matches. Um, I think it's good to have the encouragement from each other as well. Like we are well able to tell each other what we did wrong and help to improve each other. I suppose the competitiveness as well. You were always going to, you were always going to try better each other. Um, no matter if we admitted or not, we were always going to try. We were always going to try do better than the other. And they might admit it now. I'll admit it. But they'll keep that secret. I'm sure. <laughs> Is it true that you tried better? We would like, you know, if if Kate didn't have a good day, like, you know, we wouldn't be shy in telling her that she didn't have a good day and give her a few other things she did wrong to help her improve the next day. Like, and it wouldn't be us being rude, it would be us trying to help, not even help her, but let her know from her point of view, sitting on the sideline watching her play Claire movie, like, things that we noticed that she might have done wrong, but she mightn't have noticed herself. You'd be um, shy telling me yeah. that you did better. <laughs> yeah, I always do better. <laughs> That's why I'm sitting at home and you have the limelight for a while with the clear movie. But, like, it was never... It was... Like, we'd never really upset each other that much. Like, we always took the criticism on board, like, and... you try better each other? <laughs> yeah, I would. I'd always... We'd always try better each other by giving her criticism, like, and... But would you try to better than me? Oh... I could try. I'm never good enough. And <laughs> um, we'd always like Kate and Eve would always like have a bit of a competition above in the forwards to who can score the most. Um, I I could always try to compete, but I'd be playing in, in, in goals. I don't know if I'd send out that much. You're listening to Sisters in GAA on Documentary on News Talk. Yeah, I, the first time I suppose we remember really playing any sort of camogie was in primary school where uh, Mrs. Ruth, who was Matt Ruth's mother, and Mam decided that, that 
put a little team together and we went down, I think, in three cars to the Roar in the Steeg to play a game down there. I don't remember how much about the game, but um, I think we only had one game. I don't even think we had a return game as far as I can remember. Can you? No, I can't remember it anyway. And after that, it was really just playing on the street here with a neighbour. He'd come home from work and would be down rapping on the door was he coming out to hit a ball up and down the street there wasn't very many cars passing through the streets of Ballyragget at the time giving away our age now this stage Jonathan <laughs> yeah and um, Tommy would come out and he'd stand down at his house 50 yards I suppose 100 yards down the road yes. and with a just a wind ball you know taking turns hitting it back to him or playing here in the yard. Um, Three goals in. Yeah. The gate here. We have we have um, a fine big backyard here, so we have a big double gate, and that was the goal, obviously. And Manny's the day you'd have to climb over the river wall, cross the road, down the bridge at the far side to retrieve the ball that was after going into the river. You could be gone 50 yards down after the ball. So that was a regular occurrence. And... I remember as well standing here at the at the back door and trying to hit the slaughterhouse roof up at the top of the yard again with with the ball, practicing a bit of accuracy. <laughs> Small little things like that, you know, they're unheard of now. Kept us off, uh, kept us busy, and kept us out of harm's way, I suppose. And there was a, a man then that used to come up here to help Daddy, and he had. He saw us in the yard um, just playing camogie and his daughter Mary Conway was very involved with St Paul's at the time. And he had just said, there's two young ones above in Ballaragh there, you should get them to join St Paul's. So that is what actually happened, I suppose. It was maybe 66, 67 when we joined. And we played junior with St Paul's and won a junior county championship. And that was really probably the start of it, our camogie. And we went from there then to presentation, Castlecomer. We played college as a junior, college is there. Um, we ended up actually winning a Leinster final. We played against um, presentation, Kilkenny. Castlecomer wouldn't have had really a, a tradition of camogie. It would be more hurling and um, handball. So I think that was the first um, Leinster final that we won. I remember we played, as I say, in Nolan Park and we had um, actually white shirts. We didn't even have a jersey at the time. There was no school jersey as such. And we progressed from there then to, we were landed in Callan, in boarding school. And we got to a college's All-Ireland in... 75. 75, yeah. 74, 74 75. 75, yeah. 75 against, we played Athenry. Again, that was played in Croke Park, which would have been a big thing then. And it actually went to extra time. Uh, I ended up in the goal, actually. I had cramp. And we were... Well beaten. Beaten in extra time, yeah. yeah. So... And we were playing club with Pauls at the same time, so the... While the school would, would have been finished, the club was still going on. I think uh, when we were in Callum, we had gone up to Kilkeel to play the college's semi-final. 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 Yeah. 
and we got into the back of a Morris Minor, belonged to the president at the time, Mary, Mary Lynch, who was president of the Camogie Association. And she drove us from, from there right across the country to Galway, where we were playing or more the next day in um, the Club All-Ireland semi-final. So that was, it was non-stop and it was a family affair, you know, on a Sunday it all pile into the car and go to whatever game was on. So I suppose that's really it was the start of our Camogie career. We really repaused until, until Kenny won the first All-Ireland in 74. There wasn't that many Camogie clubs in Kilkenny, but once they won, clubs were beginning to form in all the little villages around the place. And eventually, uh, in 90, maybe 89, 90, St Paul's, the club that we were playing with, disbanded because they didn't have players. Because St Paul's at the time was play, made up of players like Angela and myself who had no team at home. So kind of country village, outlying village that didn't have a Camogie team. So it was kind of based in the city, but it was mainly made up of, we'll say, what you might call country girls. That you didn't have a club in your own parish in, in Clara or Bensbridge or he's down here, wherever, and. Um, you didn't have any juveniles kind of coming through, so the club disbanded. So to play, to be eligible to play for the county, you had to be registered with the club, so there wasn't a club in Ballyragget at the time, so Liz Downey was the nearest parish to us, so we affiliated with Liz Downey Club and had a bit of success with those as well. Yeah, we won the, we won the Club All-Ireland with Liz Downey in 94. We played... I suppose Glen Rovers. Um, that would have been the real highlight with with Glen Rovers or with um, Liz Downey at the time. They had we'd obviously won a few county finals with them and had got to or after getting to one or two club all irons but never managed to win. And in the same day in '94 we were was it was it '94? I think it was, and we were being well beaten. Um, about 11 points down with 10 minutes to go or something like that. And, yeah. Uh, they had Mary Ring and Sandy Fitzgibbon and Lind Linda Mellerick, Trace O'Callaghan. Uh, the, the two Don Lees. It was like I always compared it to Kilkenny footballers going down to try and beat the Kerry footballers. Like, I mean, there was people leaving the pitch the same day with 10 minutes to go. And the next thing, things... Just Angela took a free from the middle of the field and I went up, put my hurl up and I didn't touch the ball or anything but obviously on sight of the goalkeeper and went into the back of the net and it was 12 aside at the time. Mm. And with that, in that 10 minute spell from being 11 pints down, we ended up winning by six pints. I mean, Five or six, I think, it was yeah. unbelievable. Mm. It was such, I mean, yeah. That is the highlight, I suppose, for us with Liz Downey, but... With Paul's then, it was we were lucky enough to win Club All-Irons as well and we're, we're lucky enough to play with some some of the great Camogie players in Kilkenny. Uh, we had... A, a, Five of us all together. Yeah. Uh, our older sister would have played when she was in Callan and then James, James... he went to Kieran's, but he wore glasses, so he had a few accidents with the glasses, so he kind of... Super, to the soccer. Soccer, yeah. A good soccer player. Yeah. And Maria was the youngest. She played a little bit and... She's a very good golfer now. But I suppose Anna and myself were the, the two tomboys as such. And Anne, of course, was 
daddy's pet and we went off everywhere <coughs> together, yeah. Sharon. What one of us did the other had to do. And sure, the fact he had the background in the hurling as well, sure, he was as proud as punch, you know, having two of us and being twins and, you know, it was a novelty, I suppose, to have two and... As I say, we had great success. He was a selector for a while and he was involved, you know, a number of years and it was a great outlet for him. When we get to the All Ireland, we'd stay over the Sunday night and come home Monday and it was his annual holiday for, you know, he never ventured too far away. So it was, he got as much out of it as we did, you know. He was, say, proud as punch. You think nobody ever hurled for Kilkenny only the two of us, you know. There was a woman from the village here, Mrs. Waters from High Street, and she religiously went every match. And she was a real character anyway. And we won one of the All Ireland, and she pulled the two of us in around her. Here, she says, take a photograph here with me two daughters. <laughs> And she was some character, but you know, but even in the bad times, you know, I mean, we won, we won the All-Ireland on the 14th of September, 86, and, and Mammy was dead the Sunday after, she was only 60. You know, and we were to play, um, we were to play a, a Leinster final, a club Leinster final that morning. And, you know, from the joy, the, the previous Sunday to the devastation that Sunday, you know, and and the camogie world then that rode in behind us and the, the people arriving at the house and, you know, I mean, we were, I think we were just 28, 29 at the time, you know, and, and that's what sport does, you know, you think about the winning and all the rest, but it's all the other things, you know, and it's for us, the outlet for us, you know, as I said, nothing to do in the village, but it was great to have training to go to or, you know, to be able to meet up with, with, um, the girls for training and have the chat, you know, and meet people outside. I mean, the summers were, were long, <laughs> you know, and you were you were stuck in the backyard and that was it, you know, you weren't getting over those gates only to go after a ball or something. So, I mean, there's lots of sport, you know, this, you know, besides the winning and all the rest, you know. As I said, it's the people that are there to pick you up when you need picking up, you know. But sure, what you call Eddie Kertel is a great story. Angela and myself were lucky enough, we went to Toronto with the All-Star team one year. Um, Tipperary hurlers, Tyrone footballers, and the two hurling and football All-Star teams. Eddie Kerr and Babs were on it, and they were telling us the first time that they went on an All-Star trip, they sat beside one another, two American, they never spoke. <laughs> Do you know? That's how, how bad... Staunch enemies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and it wasn't probably just a seven hour journey then, you know, it was probably more than that, you know, yeah. But the all-star trips, you know, could you just credit that, like, I mean, sitting beside someone that, I mean, Sir Tipperary and Kilkenny at the time, I said they were, and Sir Tipper, Tipper was winning then, back then, you know. Um, the all-star trips really, and even the first Camogie all-star trip would have been the first time that I would have seen probably the girls really mixing as such, you know, because, I mean, there'd be enemies and that was it. There's no all-stars nowadays. You know. <laughs> so it's such a new yeah. And the college thing too. I mean, Angela, you played. Yeah, in Ashburn. Ashburn was great, yeah. And um, Mary McCorry here, sure, when we started to play, she'd come up and collect us 
um, you know, and you'd get away for maybe they'd be going someplace for a weekend and, you know, oh, sure, I'll bring them. There's no problem, you know, and I'll drop them back, you know, because, I mean, Daddy was in the shop. There was no way that he could go away on a Saturday. We weren't able to drive, so we were young enough yeah, to drive. Yeah, yeah. And all around the country, you know, every place, you name it, we went. You know, we went, we went to London one year. Um, Pauline Nikiron, I think was her, her name, she was a news presenter up in Belfast for RTE and she had a brother that worked in, in Athai and he contacted us to know would we go to London, both Angela and myself, and to bring someone else. So we said we'd ask Biddy O'Sullivan who was the full back. So the three of us... some tournament over there. Yeah. Some weekend festival, Irish festival. Yeah, that they wanted to, they had never won in London. So... We went over to London, our first time ever in London, I'd say, and and we were going down to London from wherever we were staying anyway, and the old songs were on, mm -hmm. and the bus singing the whole way down. And we got off the bus anyway, and he said, Tangerine, now, you're Helen Kelly, and you're someone. And we were looking at him, we're what? Yeah, you're not Angela Downer now, you're Helen Kelly today. <laughs> so we said, fine. And who I was anyway. <laughs> Togged out anyway, without the pitch, the, and she put out her hand to shake whoever, and the one says, hello, Miss Downey. <laughs> Angela was after me and teaching her <laughs> the year before in Thomastown, you know. So I said, Mick, you said your best laid plans didn't work, but anyway, we won the tournament and, and that, you know, but just all oh, the things that people were, were doing just to win to win the game. But he had said at the time, I have to come down here for the last 10 years and we'll be beaten every year in the final. So he says, I had to pull some sort of stroke, you know. But, off the bus, you're Helen Kelly, you know. Yeah. You know, if there was always the, the county board were always behind us, the Hurling County Board were always behind us. Paddy Grace was secretary at the time and Ursula, his daughter, was playing. She played the other corner at my first All Ireland. And um, he would uh, the county board would pay for the bus or pay for the train up which again was a novelty to us, like travelling by train, you get the bus then out and you stayed out in Malahide and came back to Langton's then and you got your meal. Again, unheard of as far as the commodity was concerned. You know, people listening to this now, you think it's the, the dark, dark ages we were in, but you know, you just, you bought your own horn, you bought your own gear, you bought your own boots, you brought your own food, you know, and you looked after yourself, like if you had expenses, you know, you had expenses. And that was the way it was. It was no, it was never questioned and you were happy to be playing and be involved and be a part of the, the scene, you know. But as I said, we, we were blessed with the people that were, were around us, you know, as I say, one, one better than the other. You start naming names now, you leave out people, but, you know, an exceptional. I remember actually being inside and somebody said, do you think, have you enough one now, like after winning, you know, two in a row, three in a row, four in a row, we, I mean, we won seven in a row, which, Again, if you if you equate that to the Kerry footballers like for their or the hurlers or the dubs <coughs> their achievements like, you know, I mean we did that twenty years ago and you know, the like of, of uh, the dual players like that have seventeen, eighteen all Ireland's like, you know it can never be matched by any fella. Never, ever. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same commitment is evolved, you know the same sacrifice, you know, I remember planning, planning weddings, planning babies, you know, as I said to Katie, Katie had to wait for seven in a row before she arrived, 
And I remember Connor coming home one day from school. He was inside in Kieran's, and he uh, was doing his leaving search, but he wasn't eligible to play because they were after introducing some rule that you had to be 18 or something. And he said, it's all, it's all your fault. He said, that I'm overage because you got pregnant at the wrong time. And I said, you're lucky if you're here at all, Kate. You had to wait for seven in a row before she arrived. <laughs> but he wasn't a bit enamoured with it, you know. <laughs> Taking holidays and, you know, everything, everything evolved. I was in college for three years and didn't go away until I was finished college, like because of Camogie. And even at that, I remember coming back. I was in Chicago and playing with a club over there and came home to work and I remember going back actually the following weekend because we were after getting to a final. Uh, but that was the only year I ever went away. Other than that, like I would have been around for for club, for championship. You know, and you tried to get back then as quick as you could. Uh, Katie was born at the end of June and I was back hurling in, in August, like, you know, that madness like when you think of it. You know, but you didn't yeah, you didn't give it a thought like, you know, it was you know. I would have been fit like while I kept myself, I swam and kept myself fit, but, you know, just as I said, you did it because you loved doing it and mm. didn't think twice about it. It was the same, I think, in the 86, we played Wexford in an All-Ireland and I had mm, my appendix out right, six yeah. weeks before that, mm. do you know? It was, yeah, yeah, it was mad stuff and at that stage, like, it was, it wasn't keyhole surgery for your appendix, you know? Yeah. And even like the sweltering summers that we had, had my father say, you're not going swimming, <laughs> you know? They're in, they're in the pool for recovery now every day, you know? But sure, that's just, that was his idea, you know? You just minded yourself and the staying out of the sun and all the rest, you know? But sure, that was part, part of it, you know, I suppose. The commitment that we gave then is exactly the same commitment that the lads are given now, you know? You put your life on hold. You like to say it's a sacrifice, but I mean, we just loved it and it was a family affair. We all piled into the car and we either went to Dublin, Wexford or wherever the match was on. Mm -hmm. and all the family and it was a day out and, you know, it was brilliant. You know, and sure, you know, when you're winning, it's, it's easy to stay going, you know. No, there was no smartphones or, you know, our entertainment, like, I mean, we, there was, Mammy was a nurse and she had a routine. You just got up in the morning, you had your breakfast and you got out into the yard and you don't darken that door until your lunch at which was 12 o'clock for us. And Daddy used to come down at, from the shop then at one o'clock and you know, you were put to bed early and that was it. You know, you just entertained yourself. And you know, to be going off training or going into town to train or being waiting for Daddy to come from the shop to pile into the car and, and go to town, sure. It was a novelty, it was an out for us, you know, and as it was for every kid, you know, in the village, because, I mean, Ballaragget at the time, we didn't have, Avonmore is, is just out the road here from us, and there's great employment in Avonmore, and the town now is, is buzzing. But then, you know, as I said, we could play on the road, and you wouldn't have to step in off the road for maybe 10 minutes, an odd car would pass. So there wasn't other distractions, you know, now, as I said, there's playstations and, you know, you can, the kids are playing, they're swimming or they're dancing or they're playing hockey or they're playing soccer and they're playing three or four games. I mean, it was camogie for us and 
running. We were members of the City, the, the Kilkenny City Harriers. And when Camogie wasn't on, the running was. Cross country. You know, that was it. Mm. So I suppose it wasn't, you know, and again, when you're winning, it's easy to stay at it when you're winning. It's when you get a few knocks and, you know, and you don't win and you don't win the next year or you don't win the next year. And we, as I said, look, we were blessed. We won 74 and we lost 75, we won 76. You know, and that's the way it was. And then we had seven in a row, and I suppose uh, 94 then was the last one. And you retired when? I retired in 1995, 90... was it? 95, I think. Yeah. And sure, Kilkenny didn't win then until 2016, you know. Would you say then, to be 22 years after they win another, you'd say, you must be joking. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So we didn't take it for granted, you know, we knew we had to work and every year was a challenge. You know, it was either a Galway, a Wexford, a Dublin or Cork in a semi-final. And as I said, to win that semi-final, you know, at least now you're in the final, you have a chance to win it. If you're not in it, you know, there's more pressure to get to the final probably than there was on the day. And then the whole, you know, I won't say a circus, but the whole enjoyment of the day, you know, meeting your friends on the Sunday morning and uh, getting onto the bus and leaving Kilkenny and, as Angela said, going out to the Malahide, getting your room, getting back onto a bus, coming into Crow Park and, you know, the parade, the dressing room, the whole thing was, it wasn't anything that we took for granted, you know what I mean? Um, so, as I said, it was easy, it was easy, easy to be motivated. You know, when we were, we were just blessed with the year that we were playing, you know, and, and, and the girls and that we were winning. Sisters in GAA was produced by Jonathan Farrelly and was supported by a grant from the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland as part of the Sound and Vision Scheme.